Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up, everyone? This is your boy, C-Dub, filling in for my guy, Ike Jones, who's currently up in Nash Vegas covering Auburn at the SEC Tournament. You are joined by KB, Paul Meharry. This is the Amen Corner. Fellas, can I please get an amen? Amen. Sounds so beautiful. Don't you agree? This is the Amen Corner Podcast, a collection of SEC football fans from different SEC teams coming together to talk ball once a week. Powered by the War Report. Representing Georgia, Paul Meharry. Representing Florida, Kenny B. And representing Auburn, Ike Jones. You are now, now listening, to, listening, to, listening to. Fellas, how are we doing? KB, how are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, got a little early activity. Um, my anniversary is Monday. Shout out to the wife. Hey, okay. So, okay. Yeah, man. Happy anniversary. So tonight she's working out and I'm drinking and we'll meet up somewhere on Friday, Saturday and, mm. you know, it out. <laughs> you can just, you can stop there. She's going to be wife. tight. You're going to be saucy. All right. Hey. Oh, whoa. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Go another Do you have a game coming up or you had a game recently? Oh, me? Yeah, hey, man. So yeah. I had a, I had a game the last two weeks, man. Um, You know, folks that's been listening no, I've been talking about the semi-pro stuff. And Paul and Ike have been, you know, they've been laughing and laughing. And I've, I sent them some footage. And, you know, hopefully you guys follow me on social media. Y'all can see it. Just a few plays from the boy. You know, I got in the backfield pretty quick. You know what I'm saying? For an he old did, man. You know did. what I'm saying? A couple crack backs, a couple pancakes. Something slight with one oh, hand. Y'all, y'all, y'all still laughing at the boy? Is is he, nah, is he I, nice? No, nah, he's he's kind of nice. He's kind of nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He he came out, um, showed us offensively and defensively what he's able to do, and uh, you know, I mean, he he's not out there running Nolan Smith numbers, but uh, no. you know, no. he's on the field. Very few know? people are though, Paul. Very few people. Yeah, very are. few. <laughs> uh, but but you know, he's out there on the field making plays, man, and and you know. To be a big guy like that, moving like that, is something special. Something special. You know what I'm saying? I missed my calling. Yeah. I was about six inches taller. That's what we all seven, say, right? I'd have had a we shot. all had six inches. It'd be good. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so how's the injury, man? I know last time y'all talked, you was kind of concerned about a little injury there. How How is that going, sir? You know, I've been having it wrapped up in the soft cast, following the doctor's instructions. So she told me I could take it off. So I'm taking it off. You know, I'm feeling about 80% with mm. my hand. So mm, we're going to okay. see Saturday right, very, very early how this, how this goes. If I feel good at the end of the game, I'll leave it off. If not, I'll have a cast on probably for the rest of the season while I play. And you, did you have after. a cast on the last game? Yeah, I had a, a like a soft cast and I had it wrapped up. Yeah, so you, were just, like you were just pancaking, folks. I couldn't see it. Yeah, man. I had a little joint that came up to like my knuckles. Mm, and okay. uh, yeah, man. So just one hand to getting busy. Mm. I need to see this footage, man. It, it, this sound like yeah. this sound like I'm looking at. It's like I'm watching like a new recruit or something, man. Yeah. Are you looking, you looking youthful out there. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, a little man. Car. If y'all follow my social media, then you'll see. I'm gonna make sure I post it out for everybody so y'all can see it, tweet it out. You know, let the people see that uh, boy get active on Saturdays. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. Hey, I definitely hey, can get an amen. amen. Hey, come on. Amen. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Paul, how are you, man? Man, I'm good, man. We uh we're moving, sticking to moving, sticking to moving over here, man. Uh just got over COVID. So uh round two of COVID, but uh it wasn't that bad this time. But we we pushed through. Wife didn't get it, she's pregnant, so she didn't get it. That was a big thing. I was stuck upstairs for about five or six days. Congratulations, by the way, sir. Oh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I got two more months with the shot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um but uh, yeah, ha- it was stuck up here in solitary confinement up upstairs for uh, for five days, and um, you know it's cool and all. Like when you got your computer in front of you and your your Xbox and all that, you got unlimited entertainment, right? But when you don't want to be up here, you don't want to do none of that. So it, it's right. You know, you want like it's like grass is greener type situation. You want to be up here when you're not sick, but when you are sick, you're like, man, I just want to go outside. So glad to be on the mend on that and. Uh, Outside of uh, sports, we got a new office for uh, my construction company. So we're, we we signed a lease on that, and uh, we're putting up some new offices and stuff like that in the background uh, on Saturday. So uh, doing doing some big things over there. Dope stuff. Dope stuff. Yeah, man. Let's talk, man. It's, it's, we missed a week. We missed we a did. week. I mean, a lot happened in that frame of time. We did. Uh, there was a whole NFL combine. Uh Georgia sent three-fourths of his team there, uh, huh. followed by Florida, who had about nine. Auburn brought up the rears with a six. Uh, but let's let's talk about it. We're not going to start with Auburn first. I'll probably go with Auburn in the middle somewhere. But uh, who wants to go first and talk about uh, their guys and how they perform? KB, I know you you was feeling good about uh, how, how them Gators did at the Combine. Uh, who you want to lead off with? Obviously, the talk of the Combine was Anthony Richardson. Do you want to start there or save the best for last? Ooh, no, always <laughs> repping. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, Anthony Richardson put on a show. Um, anybody that's had any idea about football and athleticism and knowing what the Combine is probably had an idea that he was probably going to do that. Uh, nothing surprised me with what he's done. Um, just following him for the last few years, we know he has a rocket forearm. We know he's extremely fast. Um, athleticism is not the question for Anthony Richardson at all. Um, yeah. And even when he didn't look as great, they made great excuses for him. So, you know, um, yeah, I think he solidified his first round pick. Um, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be number one. You know, there's a lot of hoopla, a lot of ifs, and you know. Ifs and buts and things, but he'll definitely be, a, I think, a top ten pick. Um, just because who's projected to go ahead and uh, ahead of him in terms of QBs? Bryce, um, CJ, and uh, some people have Will Levis. Some people don't. Yeah. Up, but yeah, I think I think he. I, people love the combine, man. People love the combine, and it's almost like you can throw out what they did in the season. You can throw out the tape. And I was obviously I was sick during that week. So I, I watched the combine. I mean, that's just always on TV. And Daniel Jeremiah did a really good job of picking out the best plays for Anthony Richardson and putting them on a tape to where my man's look like Cam Newton reincarnated out there. But we know that's not the case, right? We've all watched right. the film. Listen, I, I wasn't watching much. I didn't watch much, but I saw a, I heard a lot of Cam Newton references. Uh, oh, so yeah, so I mean, they 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 had him looking good out there. They call himself. He said, uh, "I like to call myself Cameron Jackson or Lamar Newton." You yeah. know, and I think yeah, he's a he. I think he's a better thrower than Cam coming out, and he's a little more athletic. My thing is just, will he be able to hit the easy passes? Will it be too much for him in the NFL? That's my only question. Because you can't outrun everybody. I think too, um, with with AR, people are projecting him. I mean, there's some mock drafts projecting him first overall now because of this combine. Yeah. Like I over, saw three. Yeah. Over yeah. Bryce, over CJ Stroud. Like there's there's wow. people out there that they got blown away by this combine. And yes, if you look at measurables only, and a lot of people like this is the uh Josh Allen effect, if you will. A lot of people love to reference Josh Allen in this and how he did at the combine and how he wasn't that great at Wyoming. He was he was pretty decent at Wyoming. Folks just didn't watch him. He was at Wyoming. <laughs> right, uh, right, you know? right. So right. like it, it wasn't like he was bad. It was just nobody knew who he was. 
Um, but they love to reference the Josh Allen effect on quarterbacks, and they want to find the next next Josh Allen. They want to get the guy that's got the intangibles and produce him into the quarterback like a Josh Allen. Can can you do that with Anthony Richardson? Maybe. Are you taking a big shot in the dark? Yeah. I mean, it, but this is the way the NFL has gone right now. We've seen it with these crazy contracts. Daniel Jones getting $40 million a year. Uh, Deshaun Watson having 30000 off the field issues, getting $200 million plus guaranteed. You have to build around a rookie quarterback in order to successfully hand out money to other positions. So like, right. the, like the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts this year. He's on his rookie deal. They were able to push money around, just like the, the Chiefs did with Mahomes when they first won the Super Bowl. So they're trying to find that next guy. And the, the problem with Anthony Richardson is I think you have to sit on him for a little bit. And that mm-hmm. stunts the growth. Whereas we bring in Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, you're able to start that clock immediately with those guys, and you can then try to go win you a championship. That's what's going to hurt Anthony Richardson, I think. I guess that's what surprises me a lot about his, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm going to get into one of my guys in terms of how uh, the combine kind of helped uh, his chances. But I do know that people are huge when it comes to measurables and how you perform there. I just didn't imagine it would just boost Anthony Richardson. Even when he went, announced that he was going pro, I was like, really? But this seems like to be, this turned out to be an amazing bet on yourself. Um, and oh, yeah. He is for sure going to be a top 10 pick it looks like so yeah absolutely kb uh who else stood out um as far as standing out uh another player that i think helps himself out is trey dean um trey dean on film is very hot cold like a roller coaster like you can put out some film and see him flying sideline to sideline you know flying from that safety position killing the running back in the backfield. Like, he makes those plays. Then he also blows terrible coverages. (laughs) And and he gets beat a lot. Like, a lot of plays last year where Florida was beat deep, it was because of Trey Dean being out of position as a fifth-year senior. So those are the things that I I don't know where they're going to really rate him. But as far as the combine, I mean, he put up the most reps for uh, DB 225, 25 times. His 10-yard split was uh, among one of the best. Uh, his 40-yard dash was on the slower side of 4.7, but the 10-yard split is very fast. So, you know, showing that he has that quick acceleration. Um, but, man, I think he that combine may have pushed him into a fourth, you know, third, fourth-round pick versus if he didn't work out, he might have been like a fifth-round pick, special teams guy. So he's my other guy who's a sleeper, kind of like how Marco Wilson was when he was in the um, – when he came in, into the league, his combine, he just killed it. His He ran a crazy 40. His vert was nuts. Combine warrior. And he got him drafted in the second round. Yeah, so. the, Trey Dean, man, one of my favorites, man. I, I've known Trey since he was like 16. He, I, I, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really hope he does well. He got a lot of grief from you guys during the year. But I hope yeah. he does well. He earned it. Just but, saying. Uh, <laughs> plays Y'all talk a lot of like shit it. about my boy. And now, yeah, now y'all want to claim him because he because he did something good in the combine. Oh, look at me! <laughs> look at that Gator getting drafted. But y'all wanted to sh- y'all wanted if if y'all could have transferred part of him in the middle of the year, you would have packed his bags for him. Absolutely. Yeah, but now that he did all right. I mean, no lie, I mean, no lie, I, no lies told, huh, KB? No lies told. Like I want the I want the best for him. Like I was hoping the best. Like I really was like him coming back, Corey Raymond. Like everything lined up, we're like maybe he's gonna have that Chauncey Garner year where he just balls out. And, and unfortunately for him, he's one of the guys that got caught up with a lot of the coaching changes. Um, like he got, he came in before Mullen. Um, he was a corner. Then they moved him to slot. Then they moved him to safety. Then they moved him to star. So he never really had a like two years consecutive of consistent, you know, position play. So I think that's goes into hand as well. I think he's just a, a good box safety, like a guy that you want to come up, lay the wood, make the tackle, cover the the running back out the backfield. That's where his magic is. Um if you want him to be a ball hawk, that's not that's not his thing. So hopefully he goes to the right situation. Where you where, where do you think he'll likely end up on on draft day? I think he'll uh be a third third fourth round pick um Special teams guy, 
Uh, I think he'll be like a second second death chart safety, uh, you know, for a team that really needs somebody athletic, somebody who can probably be consistent tackler because he's a pretty good tackler. It's just the coverages, man. <laughs> that cover three was killing him when he yeah. was in that thing. So, what about Rashad Torrance? Rashad Torrance, I don't think he helped himself or hurt himself. Uh, he's another missile guy. He's another ball hog. I think he will be great um, in a defense to where they play like a lot of man, and he'll be like that one high safety. Um, he'll he'll shine there, man, because he is a you know middle of the field, the sideline. He's gonna take your head off. He is gonna lay the wood wherever he goes. Um, he's a solid player, man. I think he'll be another guy that maybe falls just because of the consistent safety play, missing some open field tackles, things like that. Um, may make him like a fifth or sixth round pick, but I expect him to make a f- the 53 wherever he goes. Then there's uh, Osiris Torrance. All-American, man. I, I've seen him. Uh, don't shake your head, Paul. He got his brick, baby. Ain't give up a sack. <laughs> One sack in his whole career. Had Jalen Carter working in that game. But uh, yeah, he did. Go watch the film. They was They was battling. <laughs> um, but, shout out to, but also shout out to AR for being mobile back there as well. So yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I think um, he'll get picked up. I see him being um, a lot of guys have a mock to the Eagles um, in the first round, like late first round. I seen him like mid first. That'd be the first first round pick for the Gators since last year, the the year before. Kyrie Elam, don't do that. We don't, <laughs> don't try that. Don't try that, Paul. Don't be one of those guys. We stay with a first round pick. Who's um, who was the first round pick last year? Kyrie Elam. Oh yeah, Matt Elam's little little brother. Cousin. Who was the first round pick after that? The year before that. Was it C.J. Henderson? I believe. Oh, he was. Tra- he does. He's not even on a team anymore. That's well, crazy. he was hurt. Yeah, he, he got hurt. Ain't even on a team no more. Yeah, things happen in the pros. Oh, knock yeah. it off! Knock <laughs> it off! <laughs> right, you see what you're trying to do. You see what you're trying to do. But yeah, man, consistently first round picks, man. We always get one in there. Uh, Osiris, he's going to go wherever he goes. He's going to ball. Um, so he'll be up day one, probably starter wherever he goes. Um, you know, barring any injuries or anything like that, but he'll he'll be good. Now, before we went on, man, you you felt good about this entire group, right? In yeah. terms of them getting drafted, so you feel like everyone likely will get their name, will hear their name called over the weekend. So you you you, yes. you, you rolling with you rolling with that now that we live on this? Absolutely, I think the latest pick may be Rashad Torrance. I think um, shorter, uh, the wide receiver. I think he's intriguing. He'll be a special teams guy. But when you're six, what's short? Six five, like two twenty, and he runs a four five. Like he's a big body guy. Like he's a good number two receiver when you need to get get the ball up over the middle. You know, run that that seam. You know, he'll be that guy for a team. So yeah, man, I think everybody gets drafted. All I think we're going nine for nine in the draft, barring any arrest or crazy things happening. You know, like um, the team. Uh, oh, it's a whole bunch North of shade Florida. being thrown into this show right here. We're going to talk about that, too, by the way, Paul. We're going to talk about that, too. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear your take on some of those uh, situ- situations uh, going on with a few uh, Georgia, Georgia guys. So we can talk Auburn. Auburn has had six guys. Two of them didn't really participate due to injuries. That's A. Kuliota, Daniel Carlson. Uh, but Tank Bigsby, Derek Hall, Kobe Wooden, Owen Papo uh, were at the combine. And like UKB, I re- going into this, I didn't think all four was going to get drafted. I did not think Papo was going to get drafted um, in this. I think he might have performed his way into getting his name called. Maybe day three, but his his workout was impressive. Um, he's a player. He's a I player. Mean, but he's always been a workout warrior. Right. Um, again, we talked about it. Uh, Paul, you, you may have remembered. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it while you was on with us, but we mentioned on the offseason last year how he would – he was just a leader in the off season workouts 
mm-hmm. that was one of the things that caused his coaching staff to just really take to him. Um, he was just running with like the little the weights that you wear across your your chest going up stadiums and whatnot. Like he he was just a guy who just was all into while working out. So it didn't surprise me that he was one of the the people who shine in the combine. The issue with him, uh, like other players, is just their tape. He just has not made enough plays over the course of his career at Auburn. And, you know, injuries has played a, has had a lot to do with that as well. But I knew that coming into the combine, he was going to do really well. I mean, he's just an athlete. He's truly a gifted athlete. I see him as someone who's probably be special teams, probably coming off the bench playing. But you, your guys' thoughts on Owen Papo based on what you saw with him. So he scored, if you look at the next-gen stats for uh, NFL.com, scored the second best out of a com- uh, out of a linebacker at the Combine with an 89. His production score on the field was a 68, so that was ninth. Finished off with a total score of 77, which is fifth. And it says his prospect grades a 5.89, average backup or special teamer. You got it right. Problem here, though, for Owen is he's six foot tall yeah. at mm-hmm. linebacker. If he was six foot two twenty five like he is now, and he ran a four three nine, maybe you can talk this kid into turning into like a safety, you know, a strong safety maybe, you know, mm. and, and teach him a little coverage. And then you got a you got a boomer. I mean, he bench pressed twenty nine times, four point three nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would take a late flyer on him like six six round probably, and say, hey man, we're gonna bring you in. Yeah, we know you played linebacker. We know you can tackle like crazy. He's a pro- he's a project, but we're actually going to move you to safety, and yeah. you're going to be that like hit stick in the box. And I think it could work out for him if he stays at linebacker. Though I think he's probably a special teamer backup type. Yeah, yeah. So he's so I like he, that though, man. I, I, I that's a that's a good way of looking at it. I didn't think about it that way that he could he can move. We normally see guys move the other way from safety right. to linebacker, right. but from linebacker to safety, that's something to think about for sure. I mean, you uh, run a four three nine and you you got twenty nine bench press, dude. I mean, and he's been around football his whole life. Yeah. It's not like you know he's just a, he just started playing. He could, he understands coverages. You know, yeah. put him back there, see what he can do. Sounds like a Madden, a good Madden pickup. Oh, right I'm man. telling you, that's exactly what I'm picking up. <laughs> I pick him up in the sixth round in Madden and, and switch his position, but he'll be he'll be off the charts. Exactly. I'm just curious. I, I really do think that he played himself into to being like a like a six rounder. That's exactly what I have him listed here as a six rounder. Um, obviously, the talk of of Auburn has been Derek Hall. And a lot of people, I think the the highest he's been projected was 31st by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but he did well in his combine. I mean, Derek Hall has again, he's been he's been playing a lot of ball, a lot of football, been very productive for Auburn. Uh, one of the things that they they like about him is he's a leader. Um, he's a leader, but he also is is he's he's not one of those leaders who, you know, just rah-rah, don't really do much on the field. He does a lot on the field. So uh, I thought he did really well at the combine. Um, looking at some of his numbers, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be uh, on. A, I think he's going to be a second day guy. I really do. Um, when push comes to shove, I could be wrong about that. Uh, he could be a first rounder. I know some people are projecting him as high. I see him as a day two guy. Um, didn't know what your guys' thoughts about about Derek Hall. I mean, so he ran. This is this is where like the combine to me every year is just getting crazier and crazier, right? This man is six foot three, two hundred and fifty four pounds, mm-hmm. and ran a four five five. And that's and, and we're not like we're not even really talking like nobody's talking about Derek Hall running that. Nobody cares. They're like, oh, that's decent, yeah, you know, like middle of the pack defensive end. He's six three, two fifty five, running a four five five. Right. They they interviewed Jamal Williams, the running back for the Lions, who now now is a free agent. He was there during the combine for the running back drills. Jamal Williams ran a four five nine in the forty yard dash as a running back. About whenever he came out, four five nine. It's a running back in the NFL that mm-hmm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, led the league in touchdowns this year. Ran a four five nine, and here's a kid, Derek Hall, six three two fifty four, running a four five five, and nobody's talking about it. Because he's middle of the pack for these defensive ends in terms of 40 times. 
it's just crazy how athletic you, you have like it, the level of athleticism in today's game to get to the NFL as compared to 10 years ago is crazy. Oh, yeah. He'll be a guy that when his name gets called, if you're not an Auburn fan, you'll be like, who is that? Right. It'll be one of the things that then it'll be preseason. And you'll see him balling. You'll be like, yo, who was that? Yeah. Then you go back and look at his, you look at <laughs> it like, like oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like I mean, it's, it's just it's crazy though. He's one of those guys that goes under the radar, and he's he's a really good player too. So, but I mean, Kenny's he, right. He, if you're not a fan of Auburn, you don't know who he is. Right, right. I mean, and he he could have left last year and decided to come back, which I appreciated. We really needed him, and our don't know what was life is going to look like with him gone. But um, yeah, I, I really do see he's he's definitely going to be the first guy taken taken from Auburn um, in this draft. Uh, just a matter of when. I think he's a day two guy. Uh, just my opinion. Just I could be wrong there. Hope I'm wrong. Hope he does go um, on day one. But we will see. There's Tank. Oh, Tank Bigsby, who loves some Tank. Tank's a baller, man. Tank's a baller. Uh, four, four, five, six, forty yard dash. Uh, Twenty one on the bench. Freakish athlete, man. Um, it, it's just running backs. You guys help me out. Just running backs is just a weird position, just because of where the game has gone. Um, it's hard for me to kind of see where Tank would end up going just because of just you have a lot of good backs that are taken later now. Um, I had Tank had around a third round. Probably maybe a little high for him. Um, I think probably more like a fifth round, but he's a mm. he's a fifth round back that you'll you'll have on the 53 man when it when it ends. So he he'll make the team. Again, Derek Hall, 6'3, 254. Tank, a running back, six foot two ten, runs a four five six. Like, it's just, you know, people, people I don't know if they hate on these defensive ends. We're gonna talk about George's Nolan Smith and Robert Beal later on, but I don't think that these defensive ends are getting enough credit. This is Tank Bigsby, like one of my favorite running backs in the last five years in college football. And he ran a four five six. It's good, it's great, it's it's serviceable. But you got defensive ends that can chase him down now. It's crazy. I, I hope yeah. I hope for Tank's sake, though, man, that uh, that he he ends up on a roster because uh, I, I think he's a really good kid and a, and a good player. I just you know hate who? I just hate that he came to Auburn during one of the worst times as it pertains to just uh, the yardage that Tank got behind the the, the type of O lines we had. Yeah, like, he's, I can only imagine if he had an amazing O line. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be forgettable, unfortunately for for like the Auburn history books. But I mean, he could have been that next Cadillac Ronnie Brown type guy Absolutely. in the backfield, but he, he just wasn't given the opportunity. Hey yeah. man, a, a name that comes to mind, and this is respect. Damian Pierce. When he came out, it's one of those things where people were like, the people that knew him, like Gator fans, were like, how's he dropping this far? How did he get down there? Because yeah. you knew the type of player you had, and now the Texans have that and starting running back. I think if you look at a team like, say, Tennessee, you know, if they do trade Derrick Henry, and now they need a running back, and they don't get that guy that they're looking for in free agency – a guy like Tank could come in and probably compete for a starting spot. Like, I think it's going to be one of those, like, situations to where free agency has to work out good for him in a sense to where, you know, it's going to be a team that really needs a running back, that really needs his style of running back, and it just uh, it will be a good fit. Because um, I like Tank, man. Well, I, I think he's a good player, man. Um it's amazing. So if he falls to somebody at five, you know – I could see him potentially starting if it's the right situation. That'd be a steal. Carolina, you know, it's a lot of teams that need that that workhorse. I heard New England, but who knows? Eh, I don't. I don't who know knows? if he would fit into New England. I think. I think he kind of get overlooked in New England. I think, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, of course, there's and and I'll I'll, I'll kind of lump these two together. Kobe wouldn't. Uh, Aku Liotta. Aku Liotta's been battling like a calf injury. I have been a big fan of Aku Liotta. Um, Derek Hall has is, is, is been the man at edge, but Aku Liotta has just been, if we just want to disrupt 
the offense's timing. Aculiota has been the guy on edge who's just been really quick. And his injury this year just really, I think, really hurt him um, in terms of being able to um, go high in this draft. I think because of what he brings you in terms of speed off the edge, I think someone takes this guy. Uh, I'm looking at him maybe like fifth round or sixth round for for him. Kobe Wooden, um, as he's been in Auburn, he's gained weight. He's he's gotten bigger. He's played inside. He he was on the end. Um, I like what he's able to do. Um, some people, a lot of teams like him. I think he's. I've heard him around the second or third round there for Kobe Wooden. Um, thinking maybe third round when it's all said and done for him. Uh, but he's definitely been a reliable guy for Auburn. Uh, very disruptive up front and just working, man. This guy's just working. Um, I don't think Daniel Carlson gets gets drafted, uh, the kicker. He kind of struggled uh, over his last two seasons. But uh, that kind of rounds out Auburn for me. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, gentlemen. We're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about those dogs. We're gonna let Paul Meharry mm. just cook, and uh, we're gonna ask some questions about a few guys who had a, a pretty interesting offseason and what that may mean for their draft stock, if at all. We'll take a quick break. back uh paul what's up let's talk about the buses of players who georgia just sent to the combine and uh who who stood out to you i mean there's there's obviously nolan smith was a guy that people were talking about uh i have a question about one stetson bennett who people was actually impressed with his quavius the quavius yeah, he got, he, they uh, they asked him because uh, he, he got the fade right right there in Indianapolis. So they were like, when did you get your haircut? He's like, right down the street at Charlie's or something like that. So he got the fresh fade. And when it's the Quavius, man, the Quavius falls out. Like it's, yeah. But when it's Stetson, you're like, damn, dude, it's Stetson. But I think he's got his groove. You know, it's the Quavius is, is him. But in all seriousness, uh, I think he shined. So there was two groups of quarterbacks that, that threw. They separated them both. And uh, the group he was in was with, well, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson were in the second group. And he outshined yes, Will Levis. He did. Uh, and, you know, made folks really rethink Will Levis because Will Levis was supposed to be the next uh, Josh Allen. We know, you know, and and I and look, look. There's no, there's no big like we we heard this hype all last year, and look, I man. never for the life of me never get saw it. it. I never it. saw look, it. I was on the Will Levis train, man. I was a conductor. Where are you? I was a conductor, bro. Ooh. I was tooting that horn in the summertime back last year. Hey. I was, yeah, man. I was like all aboard. You know, we're taking tickets right mm-hmm. now, but it's the 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 hype train is going to leave soon. And um, you know, not to say you can't still do it, but Stetson stole the show, man. Uh, and I think that he going into the combine was probably a fourth round pick, fourth or fifth. I mm-hmm. think you maybe could see him. May, I think you maybe could see him in the third round now, like late third round. I really do. That's crazy to me. Yeah, go go to a team, go to a team like the Dolphins with a third round pick, where the Dolphins have everything set up for success, uh, much like how the 49ers do. They both build the same, they're they're from the Shanahan tree. And we saw it with the 49ers, they were able to bring in Brock Purdy and go to the NFC. I mean, hell, they could have made the Super Bowl had he not gotten hurt. And seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant. Two is going to get hurt again. There's no question about it. He's going to have another concussion. They have to have a quarterback ready to go. And Stetson's cheap. You get him in like third, fourth round, he could lead your team to the playoffs. It's crazy. It's crazy because at the beginning of the year, we were like, man, or hell, two years ago when he first started, Georgia fans were going crazy saying, no, no, no. 
Hell, he even won a national championships when folks were like, can we have a quarterback quarterback competition, you know, like going into spring? And everybody's like, no, this is Stetson's team. Oh, okay. well, I mean, if we want to look at another quarterback, we can. You know, I wouldn't make I wouldn't be mad. And now he's coming out and he's he's going to prove the world wrong again. You know, and and he's probably going to end up on a team where the quarterback is hurt. He goes in and they make some magical playoff run to continue this Disney movie, you know. And it's crazy because folks was calling for him to get out of here last year. Oh, yeah. As a Florida fan, I was like, yo, I don't want to play Stetson. I don't want to play him. I was like, yo, he's quick. He's agile. He extends plays. He doesn't make he, – he may make that one mistake, but he manages the game well. And when you need him to make that pass, he does. And I told people, I'm like, yo, I like Stetson, but I don't want to play against him. Put in one of them five stars that sit in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that could have happened to Stetson was the first championship year when he had a historic defense that just allowed him to just play within the yeah. game yeah. and learn a year of just playing QB <clears throat> with no pressure. I don't have to win a lot of games. I don't have to beat. I can just I can just learn. But here's and here's when this year came around. Yeah, this year came around. Now. I can I can let loose a little bit. I can do a little bit more. And we're asking you to. We need you to. And he was ready. I think yeah. it, was, it was a beautiful setup for Stetson Bennett. It really was. And we we said it even even on, from the Auburn Channel. We, I mean, we basically said this is a year that Stetson has to take that step forward. If Georgia's going to win a championship, it's not. I mean, their defense is going to be good. I mean, Kirby Smart. All right, it's going to be good every year. But I think this is a year where you can't rely on your defense the way you did the first championship year. Stetson has to take that step forward, and he did. And he did. I mean, he he shredded us when he played us. So he shredded everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And and had like he stayed in games against, you know, the smaller schools or Vandy or stuff like that. I mean, hell, he he, he, even then he still made it to New York as a Heisman finalist. Like, yeah, he finished last out of those guys that went, but he made it there. Like, he was top four, top five. Yeah. Like, folks were talking about he wouldn't even get drafted. They're like, well, what is he going to be doing oh. when he's done playing ball? I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> he just. I have, a, <laughs> like, I have a $20 look. So, the co owner of my company, we've been best friends since we were like 13. And uh, we were riding around one day and he was, he was shitting on Stetson. And it was before this season. And I said, look, man. $20 bet, bro. Nothing light, you know, a little light work, just, just for fun, right? A little $20 bet. I say Stetson makes a roster or a practice squad. He even gave me two practice squad. Yeah. Oh, oh he was man. really, he was really throwing on those. Bro, he shook my hand so fast. He was like, done deal. That's the easiest $20 I made. He's, he's going to be selling cars. And I said, all right, bro, look, bet. He's definitely he's making at least a practice squad, and he's definitely making a roster. Like, yo, he's making what? the fifty three, bro. Yes, he's going to the Eagles, maybe Vikings, maybe Dolphins. Cards. Yeah, like he's going to make a fifty three man. Like out of the last few quarterbacks that's come out, you know, the Jake Fromms and all those guys, Stetson is better. He's a football player. The only problem with like, him is he's older. But I mean, you're you're drafting him to be a backup. Most backups in the league are well older than the guy that's actually out there running anyway. Right. Um, I would take him over Hennon Hooker if I had to yeah. pick a 24, 25-year-old. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, he he can extend plays, man. So props to him for kind of beating the unthinkable. He had that arrest over the offseason. He addressed it. Um, and, you know, I kind of I thought about it. I was like, man, if I was putting myself in that situation. So he, he was right training and didn't got drunk we don't know exactly what happened right got drunk probably maybe went home with with a chick right lost his phone and then woke up where he had no idea where he was and started going and knocking on doors and i was like at 5 36 o'clock in the morning and i was like man maybe i would do that too you know like if i didn't have my phone you know, and then he tried to hide from the cops. Like he went behind a statue and tried to hide from the cops because they got called because somebody was knocking on doors. I was like, I probably do that too. Like, I don't want to go with the cops, you know? So like, I don't <laughs> obviously shouldn't have put himself in that situation. Right. But 
the the way he got caught and stuff, they were like, yeah, he was hiding in a bush. You know, it's like I would have done the same thing. You know, I'm I don't have my phone. Obviously, you're here to get me. I don't want to get got. It's going to make national news, right? You know, so like he shouldn't have put himself in that situation, but he handled the questions correctly at, at media day. So or the combine, so I, it worked out for him. Who else you want to Who else you want to talk about uh, from from this this impressive list here, sir? I think you know we can we can shorten it down because there's so many guys on it. Um, but Nolan Smith there. <laughs> but Nolan Smith, yeah, I mean he was he was he was the talk of. Talk of the combine, right? Combine kicked off, and then Nolan kicked off. And not only did Nolan kick off on the field, his personality really shined through uh, on the off the field stuff, where they had him on the sidelines interviewing him. Uh, his media day at the combine. I mean, just like if you don't look at this kid and go, "Man, I wish my son was like this," like, and then I don't know what you're looking at because doesn't matter what team you rep. You look at this young man and say, wow, like this young man is is on his shit. Nolan Smith's the one that'd be like, uh, we're the underdogs. Nobody, we're yeah. going, everybody, they we're going to win seven. I'm like, stop the cap, Nolan. I understand. You got to get your mind right. But- I was trying to work on like not rolling my eyes at people. And Nolan Smith just was like, you know, I'm going to wait till Nolan stops talking. And I'm going to pick up this goal up again. Because I was like, Nolan, really, dude? Like. But look, man, look, look, take away the take away like the underdog mentality because that's that's just him, right? And you you take the way that he speaks and answers each, each question like with us he he connects with you. And as reporters, Caesar, like we know like when a kid doesn't want to talk to you, the interview can get really stale really quick. I and mean, you're trying Absolutely. to fish for 100%, 100%. Meanwhile, no one's like giving you full sound bites each question to where you can write an article on one answer. And, you know, as reporters, maybe the maybe a normal fan doesn't like that. But as reporters, man, if a kid give me gives me that like trading, trading used to give me hella good answers, bro. And I would ask him stuff and I was like, all right, man, cool. I, I like you. You know, I don't you know, you 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 give me stuff. You you talk to me. Um, and Nolan, man, I, I, I just think. Problem for Nolan. And again, this is the. uh I don't want to say Josh Allen effect because that's a quarterback, but trying to think of a, a prospect on the defensive side of the ball, I can't think of off the top of my head that just had a ball in combine. He's a little, he's a little short, man. 6'2", 238. It, that, that, you're right at that edge of, you know, can he man these big offensive tackles off the edge? He's got the speed, but can he man them off the edge and like push off and stuff like that? Um, What's his size again, you said? Say what? You say he's how big? He's 6'2", 238. Mm. Hey, Playing Michael Parsons, 6'3", 245. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> Micah's a little bit bigger. Micah also plays bigger than Nolan does, if that makes any sense at all. Like, he yeah. he, plays, he plays bigger. He knows how to fill that role. Problem for Nolan, man, is he's going to make his money. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be a first-rounder now, probably top 15, maybe top 20. Uh does it translate to the NFL is my only concern for him because he's such a good kid. Uh, does, does it translate to a top 15, top 20 pick? And you hope, but it's tough with that size. Curious to see who would, who would, what team would pick him up? Cowboys. Take a tr- if I'm the Cowboys and I'm sitting there and Nolan Smith's available and I just saw what Michael Parsons has been doing the last two years and he's just an inch shorter and 10 pounds smaller – Yes, I'm getting him, and you'll be the guy next to Michael Parsons, and I'm going to let both of you four, three guys go nuts at linebacker and make everybody crazy because they both rush the passer. They both can cover. They're both intense. Like, he need, if, <laughs> Nolan, Nolan needs 100%. Like, Nolan can be somebody's Robin. I don't know if he's a Batman. Mm. Like, but you put him with Michael Parsons, who's a Batman, and then you have Nolan be the Robin. That's where <laughs> Nolan shines. And so mm-hmm. Kenny's point, like the Cowboys, that would be such a great setting. But like if he went to hell, like the Falcons, they're not going to take him at eight. But if he went to the Falcons at eight, he would have to be Batman. And he's he's not a Batman. Like right. he, he can't shine on his own. But you put him with Micah Parsons. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fit. That's like a, a snug fit. Darnell Washington, uh, who's just an impressive freak of nature. Uh, by the way, I think it's criminal 
how good the tight ends at Georgia are. <sighs> I just think it's criminal. Um, the the yeah, it, the, talk about Darnell, man. Man, six seven. So six seven two sixty four might be taller than six seven. They they list him as six six and a half, but then he took a picture with the dude Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion, who they listed at six seven, and he was clearly like an inch taller than him. So yeah, he's like six seven, maybe six eight. Who knows? It we'll we'll get a, another reading of his height at at Georgia's pro day, but two hundred sixty four pounds, eleven inch hands, uh. Four six four in the forty. That's crazy. I, I mean, that is crazy. And if you the one clip that shines amongst the rest was when they had to push the dummy bag. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is a tough dummy bag. I don't know how much weight it's got on it, Kenny, but it's got a couple plates on there. I don't know how much one weighs. It it weighs. I don't know how much it weighs either. But he's the only one that made it look like a practice. Sled. Bro. Everybody else looked like they were they struggle burning. Yeah, like <clears throat> like like Tristan Warfs was out there and they were having to push him back and they couldn't do it. And Darnell's out there like perfect form. He pushed the sled. I don't know ten yards while other guys yeah. were maybe getting three chopping feet, trying their hardest. And he did ten yards and they were like, "All right, stop! Like we got to we got to bring this thing back so the other guys can use it. This is where we're starting the line at. Like it takes five guys to push this thing back." Um, He's a six. He's a six offensive lineman, bro, and yeah. that can catch. And yeah. I don't know. He's a unicorn in the sense that, like, you try to come find a comp for him. Rob Gronkowski, physically height and weight is close, but Rob couldn't block like Darnell can, and Darnell can't really catch like Rob can. I don't know right. if we've seen a Darnell Washington in the NFL. This kid's gonna play for fifteen years, and like just be that guy at tight end because he can block and he can block so well to the point of like you have a six offensive lineman out there. It's crazy. And if he goes in a late, the problem is this is how the rich get richer in the NFL. A kid like Darnell Washington doesn't go in like the top 15 to teams that are struggling because they want to take the shot at the quarterback or like that next edge guy that can, you know what I'm saying? But then the rich, the chiefs, the Bengals, (laughs) You know, yeah. teams like that that are sitting at the end of the thir- first round, the Ravens always come away with some superstars in the draft, right? Those teams that are sitting back. It was the Patriots for forever. Darnell Washington ends up on the Chiefs, bro, yeah. at the end of the first round. They're like, oh, you guys let him fall to us? I appreciate it. We're going to win another Super Bowl, and he's going to, you know, catch four touchdowns and have 50 pancakes uh, play next to our left tackle. Appreciate it. You guys have fun with uh, your next quarterback of the future. Yeah. It's what's going to happen. A hundred percent. It's what's going to happen, dude. It's just sickening, man. Just sickening. He is an enigma back there, man. Let's talk about Jalen Carter. He he's he also has had an interesting uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, what you got, KB? I mean, the the Gator in me, you mm. know, saw that and was like, boy, these undisciplined sons of. <laughs> you know, but you know, looking there, man, just as you know, looking at the story, you know, there's always kids who mess up, man. And um, fandom aside, you look back and you're like, man, you were stupid, but God, hopefully, this doesn't ruin your future. And um, just hopefully, the, the young guy gets a, a break, you know. You know, I, I think most. Kids, because you gotta remember, man, these guys 20, 21, if yeah. if that, they're yeah. young. They they're not thinking like a 36-year-old adult with right. two kids and a wife, you know. And who knows if if the cameras were following me at 2021, 20, what they would have found and Boy. put on. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I like yeah. to give guys grace. Um, you know, I don't think his draft stock's gonna really suffer. Um Instead of being the first pick, he may drop to five. That's a lot of. Here's the problem, though, is when you go look at the the guaranteed money that you drop from one to five, like that was a million dollar f up, dude. Like multi million dollar Um, million. And like I'm with you 100 percent, Kenny. On like if you would have followed me around at 2021 when I was roaming the streets of Athens, bro. Like it. 
it would have been bad. But one thing I never did <laughs> was I never got in the car and drove drunk. Never did that. You know, and that's that's kind of uh, where for me it's like, look, man, we all kind of young bucks at a, at a time. But like, you're gonna learn that the the hard or the easy way. And he had to learn the hard way. One of his best friends died. You know, like, yeah, and yeah. you know, it, and he's gonna have to live with that the rest of his life. The big thing though is, can he overcome that and turn it to good? That is a great point. You know, that is a great point because, and uh, sorry to cut you off, Paul, no, because I, I I would think that the aftermath of that decision is about as traumatic as what happened. Oh, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? mean? Like, can you come back from that mentally? I mean, there was a guy in the car with him that, that was at the combine, War McClendon. He was in that car that two people died in, you know, yeah. and like he yeah. was at the combine yeah. and he's a, he's a starting right tackle. You know, like he, he can go be a good backup in the league. How, he didn't even do any drills at the combine. You know, it's going to be what we're going to see in this draft will send a message to everyone, to kids in college, kids getting drafted, just kids in high school. How how are they going to act? Are they going to just be like, look, man, the kid is great. He he yeah, he broke the law. Lots of police. Everything wrong you could have done other than being the one who did it. Are we going to punish him? Or is he still going to be a top 10 pick? Because if you still keep him a top 5, top 10 pick, then that shows me y'all don't really care about stuff like that. At the end of the day, if the talent justifies it, it, it doesn't matter. And you're sending these messages to these kids in college. Hey, man, look, at the end of the day, if the team wants you, they'll get you. Okay. okay. Or, Real quick. Or you want to oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I, I was going to say, or if a guy like, if he does drop to mid, late first round, even second round, you're like, you know, he's been held responsible. Clearly, you, you're learning a lesson, not just on the, the, the uh, aspect of the, the court system and, and things like that, but also with the draft, your stock, you fell, you lost multi-millions in this situation, and you've been held accountable to an extent. Like, you know, it's going to it's going to show it's going to have a ripple effect, I think, because people are watching what's going to happen with him. OK, so you said if he drops, how far does he have to drop for the NFL to prove a point, I guess? I mean, I think if he drops to late, late first round, yeah, like late first round. So where a guy, you know, who's arguably the best player in the draft are arguably easily top two, top three. If he drops to the end of the first, even second. I think you're like, he dropped because of the situation. This is what it is. But if he goes top five, top 10, then you're like, yo, none of what that. He, what would if he goes matter. like 16 or 17? I think is, is the message still sent? I, th- I, I think, think yeah, a, probably. I think still yeah, because I mean, he's like Kenny said, he's top two, if not one, <laughs> number one, uh, best player in this draft, you know, like. And there's, you've seen it, the mock drafts, and some of these mock drafts are just, you know, they get paid for clicks, right? So they want to create the right. most necessary crazies. But there are some that are legit, and you you see it, like, as the days go on, he's dropping. And he's, like, down to seven or down to eight or down to nine. Like, that's a, that's not great. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's not great. Um so hopefully everything works out for him. It's crazy how uh, that story kind of came to be. He was in Indianapolis. He was about to get on the podium to speak to reporters. And about 15 minutes before he was scheduled to get up, athens Clark County released the two warrants for him. The reason they released those two warrants, and it's kind of a shitty thing to do, but they did it was the AJC, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, had that story, they released that story, tied ACCPD's hands, made them release the warrants. Mm. Uh, And it just so happens that it was the same time he was supposed to be at Media Day. They were the only ones that had the story. It was behind a paywall. You see where I'm going with this? It was a business decision. Uh, And... It sucks for him, right? But 
they had the story and they kind of sat on it. It wouldn't have been as big a news had it happened before the combine, right? Cause he came back to Indianapolis the, the next day after he got, he was in jail for like 16 minutes. I think it was, yeah. he came back to Indy interviewed with teams, uh, but didn't do his pro days or his combine stuff. So it affected him obviously. And he was the talk of the town for that. Had it happened, you know, that Monday instead of that Thursday, I think it probably would have been water under the bridge and, it would have been a topic, but it wouldn't have wouldn't have made as big of a hit as it did. Right. You know, right. and it kind of sucks for him with that. Yeah, the timing sucks on that. But but again, much we'll we'll see how this affects him and what message actually gets sent or if people really care at all. Uh Paul, let's talk talk to me about there's two guys I want to ask you about, uh Robert Beal and Kelly Ringo. Yeah. I'll let you start with either one of those guys. Yeah, so Robert Beal, guy that you know, stayed around at Georgia for forever, could have transferred numerous times, had a ton of guys in front of him at the outside backer position, decided to stay. I think he made himself a little bit of money. Uh, probably more of a special teamer, though, especially with 448, uh, third linebacker, outside linebacker, fourth outside linebacker for a team, and a special teams guy. Keely Ringo is a guy who, if you would have looked at Georgia last year, because we talked about this on uh, my show Sunday night, and we said, Georgia has two first rounders next year is Jalen Carter and who else? And we all said Keely Ringo. Now Georgia has potentially five first rounders in Jalen Carter, Broderick Jones, Darnell Washington, Nolan Smith, and maybe Keely Ringo. So like he's fallen off these draft boards and he, he had a tough season. If you really go back and watch Georgia and it's because Georgia puts their corners in man coverage and they're, they're like on Revis's Island, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's sink or swim. You're out there on your own. You're safe. There's no safeties over top and you will get burned on some big plays. And he did he, but he's got elite speed and he played well, you know, but he was caught a lot of, a lot of criticism uh, for his play. I think that's what's happening. He ran a four, three, six. He's dynamite, man. I mean, at corner four, three, six, I want to say, yeah, six, two, two Oh seven at corner. Right. picked up. That's that's a dog right there. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy how he was a top ten, top fifteen pick, and now it's like fringe first rounder. But still, he's 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 a really good player, and uh, I think he'll get drafted uh, pretty high. <laughs> uh, any anybody anybody else that no, you haven't I mean, talked about? It. Broderick Jones is probably the only other one. He's a, he's a first round tackle now, um, elite size, elite speed, and he's young. So how many, uh, how many first rounds did I had last year? Uh, was it four? No, I think it was six. Six. Yeah. So you're looking at five this year. Yeah. 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 Down year. Down little year. Down, for little down days. year. Little down okay. year. Okay. All right. Yeah. Pick it up. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should be. Should be. Should be ashamed of yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three. I'm just trying four. to get one. I'm just. I'm trying to catch up excuse with me. KB. Excuse me. They had. They had so five. They had five. Get one. They had five. They had five, five last year. year. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, they could match that again. That is quo. Huh. But maybe, maybe they get four to down year. You know, it is what it is. We're getting two. I ain't worried about it. We want to get two. Yeah. But, you know, Osiris and AR, man. I may pump a little sunshine. We may get one then. How about that? Der- the Derek Hall yeah. will be my one there. I'm going to hope he sneaks in late in the first round. We'll see. Uh, but, guys, listen, great show. KB, hey. tell the people how they can reach you, sir. You can find me on Twitter, KB. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Caesar, his 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 Twitter is so complicated. The man doesn't even know what it's not. It's very simple. It's very simple. It's T two T underscore KB two. You can find me on Twitter, man. IG. We got our show, Toe to Toe Sports, Saturday mornings. Toe to Toe Sports everywhere. Check us out, man. Paul, where can people find the, the gloriousness? Of hey, man, check me out on Twitter at P Mahari, P-M-A-H-A-R-R-Y. Also on UGASports.com, UGA Sports on YouTube. We do a Sunday show. We're doing it every other Sunday right now. There's just not a lot to talk about until uh, G-Day comes around, but we do a Sunday show. And then during the year, we do a POS show, man. It's a, called the POS show. 
you know what that stands for, but it's also, yeah, right. That's the play on words. Yeah, you get it. You get it. But we call it the post-game overreaction show. Uh, so uh, we, we have a ton of fun over there. And, uh, you know, we just, we're just chilling, man. We're, great off season, And uh, glad we still have football to talk about right now. We're going to enter into spring practice soon, man. Before that, though, Caesar. First time on the show. Great job hosting, yeah, by the way. We appreciate, appreciate that. you. Appreciate it, Thank man. Leading the way. That. Yeah, man. And, and and before we leave, where can they find you, my friend? They can find me at C-Dub. C-Dub. Caesar Walker on Twitter. Um, I'm King C's on Instagram. Of course, you can find me, War Report, YouTube, Auburn Express. Obviously, you're here checking us out. Guys, we appreciate you hanging out with us uh, on this on this special edition where I was honored to join these gentlemen talking these these astute gentlemen talking about football. I slide that, I the, slide that twenty to your Venmo here in a little bit. I appreciate that. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't tell them, don't tell them. Yeah, it's fine yeah, print, yeah. fine print stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but guys, you've been watching the Amen Corner, courtesy of the Auburn Express, powered by the War Report. Guys, for the road, I just need one more Amen, please. Can you solo it? Boom, there it is Beautiful, beautiful music Beautiful music, thanks everyone for listening